0: Where Murder Meets Mystery contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hey ghoul friends, let's take a walk down the street where murder meets mystery. A podcast exploring the murderous, the mysterious, and everything that lies beyond the beyond. I'm Marissa.
0: And I'm aggravated.
1: <laughs> yes. Also, did I say the intro right? I think I might yes, have. Yes, you did.
0: Not. You said it okay. Right. Cool. That was the I mean, first time. It sounded time, right in my head. I wasn't really. First sure.
1: time I said it without a script.
0: Oh, so, hell huge day.
1: Yeah. Happy episode 20.
0: <laughs> we had some technical
1: difficulties before this, girlfriends. Cool oh, man. I. I I was frustrated. I was. But it does. turns out the only thing that was wrong was not my computer shutting down or breaking down or anything <laughs> like that. It was simply my Google Chrome extension permissions.
0: Love and
1: it. it was not allowing my microphone for some reason. <laughs> it was being blocked. That's I cool. recently updated my computer and I guess it just resets all of its factory settings, which is a huge inconvenience. So Apple,
0: I'd like to have a word, but <laughs>
1: we are good now
0: right who's in charge I just want to talk <laughs> I just oh. want to have a coffee no we're good now yeah everything's okay. good I can hear you you can hear me the, the- girlfriends friends can hear us we can't yes. hear them, which is the ideal. audio
1: waves are like blurry but I also don't know if that's just my eyesight from potential dehydration exhaustion
0: I'm sorry what blurry they're not blurry for me girl okay good Great. Are you okay? Lists. Are you yes. good? <laughs> no, I can you... read my notes, so I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm good. Electrolytes or some shit. Oh, Jesus.
1: Oh, oh my god. Gosh. Well, girlfriends, we have a fun one today. We promised a fun little episode for episode 20. Because oh, you guys stuck with us through it all. So we want to reward we you. We delivered. We delivered. What are we doing today, Grace?
0: We understood the assignment. I just uh, had to say that. Uh, uh, uh. Uh.
1: <laughs> why, why who makes those songs and why do they sound so good? And why are they so catchy? But I can never do it so myself. So
0: catchy. No, so I can never do it myself. I'm so uh we are covering the one, the only, the pasty and super tall Slender Man.
1: Man, baby. And we are not talking Travis Barker. We are not talking Machine Gun Kelly. We're talking about this supernatural so fictional character it's like the modern day boogeyman right yes
0: yeah that's how i would so describe
1: him we obviously said we're covering this so yes. it's a two-parter today well not a two-parter but like a joint a we said joint episode a little little special twofer? episode two yeah i'm twofer. gonna be covering the history and like paranormal side of slenderman and then mm-hmm. grace has a case in yes. Slenderman.
0: There is a case. It's Which probably the only case, but there is a case.
1: <laughs> um, there's actually two more. I don't know if you Oh fuck. Yeah. Did I cover the but wrong one... one? No, you covered the big <laughs> one. You covered the big one, but I'll I'll get into it too. I'll I'll mention it at the end Woo. or something. All but right. Yeah, unfortunately, there's like three total at this point. <laughs> so oh, that's great. Great. Um, great. but I guess I'll just kind of get into it. Yeah, girl. I'm good. Okay. Get into it. So if you aren't familiar with the probably – I'd say one of the top three scariest stories slash characters on the internet. I don't know about you, but personally, I don't find this guy great. He's up there with black-eyed kids for me.
0: (laughs) I don't find him great. Mm
1: -hmm. Don't find – don't love him. Don't love him. But Slenderman, according to Wikipedia, is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepypasta – A creepypasta. <laughs> a creepy pasta, A creepypasta internet meme created by Something Awful, a form with the user Eric Knudsen, also known as his username, which was Victor Surge. And this happened in 2009. Yes. Um, on June 10th of 2009, this comedy website, it's a comedy website, Something Awful, asked mm-hmm. people to take any normal picture and make it look spooky by adding realistic ghosts, figures, anything paranormal to these normal-looking photos, and try to make it seamless so it looks like that, that that photo is real. And so that's how Slenderman was born, actually. So if you want to, Grace, you can take a look at the drive and see if you find uh, Slenderman hiding amongst the children on the ugh, playground. Ugh, I hate two these photos
0: that Eric Knutson edited himself. I hate the one. Okay, first of all, someone needs to look into the kid in the front. Who the fuck mm-hmm. is that? And he looks sinister.
1: Yeah. I'm ignoring
0: Slenderman in the back, but come on now. <laughs> yeah, just the kid himself. Spooks you murderous. not
1: Slenderman in the background. Nope. Um, we'll post these on the Instagram, obviously, because these uh, are like the two photos that started it all. But yeah. Eric actually also submitted uh captions with these pictures. So I'm going to read you both captions now, which kind of helped develop the story of Slenderman. Okay. Also, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Slender man, Slender Men, Slenderman, Slenderman, so Slenderman, like I've showman. Been... Like, is it the greatest showman or is it the greatest showman?
0: I've always said showman, which great film, by the way. Yeah. 10 out of 10. But I, I say Slenderman.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Slenderman from here on out because he is a, a singular man that we know it. Wait, of. now that sounds wrong. Slenderman. Now when
0: I said it out loud Slenderman. it sounded wrong. Slenderman. I'm just gonna You just go have to say it really off the fast. Tongue. Okay, And there.
1: you girlfriends also have your own preference. So, go ahead and do whatever you feel is natural for you. Okay. Yes. Okay. These are the captions that were associated with the two photos. First caption, quote, "We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time." End quote. 1983, photographer unknown, presumably dead. Mm. And then the next caption says, quote, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformity Mm. cited as film detects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th, 1986, end quote. Creepy. Oh. So he's building this backstory with these two photographs, which I – it's amazing. He started the story of Slenderman right there in those captions. But he had no freaking clue the can of unworms he was about to unlock. Let me tell you, just 10 Mm -hmm. days after his original post, this YouTube channel, Marble Hornets, was created. And the channel featured a video series of a young man who tries to find out what happened during the filming of an unfinished student film project by his friend. Basically, the film supposedly was abruptly ended, Only after three months of production and his friend left him the raw footage, but immediately cut contact with him and transferred schools and he never heard from him again. So three years later, he he decides, let me watch these tapes that my buddy dropped off and then like disappeared basically. And he discovers the presence of an unknown figure dubbed as the operator, which Mm. is inspired by Slenderman. It's this creepy, tall, pasty figure that is stalking this dude. This video series actually almost immediately caught fire. Uh, And this was 10 days after that, you know, viral post on Something Awful. Yeah. And the channel now harbors over 500,000 subscribers and millions of views with over 90 episodes in this series. It's kind of like a, people describe it on the internet as like the Blair Witch Project kind of film, like those, the lost footage. Yeah. Um, But that is like what happened in the video series and kind of, further building the story of Slenderman himself, which is just insane. So the internet took this photo and communally developed an internet urban legend, one of the most viral at that. So yeah.
0: after and it that, happened so
1: quickly. So quickly, Grace. It was insane. And I mean, I, I feel like nowadays things go viral so quick. You know, there's a new TikTok trend every other week. There's right. references that we, we talk about to this day from Vine in our podcast because Vine was yeah. so- Like, legendary. But, I mean, for something to go viral back then, you know, it takes a lot of, of, I guess, communal effort. Like, people have to be interested. People have to be talking about it. People have to be adding on, subtracting from the stories, sharing their own stories. And so it's just truly amazing that this caught that quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and for it to to have, like, a lasting impact, too. I mean, like, I still – I still remember playing the Slenderman game like in my friend's basement like no freshman way. year of high school. I remember that
1: because oh it's gosh. like stuck
0: in my head. Like it's yeah. just like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I was going to
1: ask you if you had heard of him previously, but obviously you have. Oh, so 100%. And I'll get to the game too, which is also very interesting, but I, I don't remember, or maybe I do remember when it first started to catch fire. I really don't remember when I learned about Slenderman, but I think my interest, intrigue uh, heightened with the case that you're going to cover today. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely excited to get to that. But basically after that video came out or the video series came out, a lot of different images and fan art, like people actually drawing Slenderman, videos, cosplay, people dressing up as him, poems even, and then games, and stories started appearing on the internet all about Slenderman and spreading the story of his haunts. So I think the craziest thing I saw in my research was fabricated old newspaper articles that were, quote unquote, surfaced and old hieroglyphics said to be found about this figure, which is just Uh. crazy. If you look it up, I mean, the, the newspaper articles look so real about this creepy figure coming to attack children in the middle of the night. So- but he was insane. invented by
0: by Eric not Eric, not your Eric,
1: <laughs> but the other Eric. Knutsen, yes. Yeah. I mean, literally by this one dude just so photoshopping weird. a photo. And like yeah. it looks real, but in today's day and age, things could be made to look way more real than that photo does so props yeah, to him but i think it would be cool. even crazier today to
0: i think it helps that too that like the photos are in black and white and slenderman is seen from a distance which i think mm-hmm. makes it look more convincing
1: yeah and um, creepy yeah and
0: then yeah. you and then you photoshop that sinister ass kid in the front <laughs> You've got a Tell creepy ass photo. Tell you what, that's the magic formula for a man <laughs>
1: viral creepy, Fuck creepy that kid. or whatever. Fuck
0: that oh, speaking kid. of creepy pasta,
1: that's yeah. one of the largest ways this story was told. It was on mm-hmm. Creepy Pasta, which is basically just a website to spread stories that'll scare the shit out of you. Like if you yeah. want to, people who can't sleep at night they like to read these stories and scare themselves, which I think is certifiably insane. But that's I
0: psychopathic behavior. Yeah. I think.
1: But you know what? If I'm ever bored one day, maybe, 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 maybe. That is a strong maybe. I'll find myself on For me, it happens,
0: like, in the opposite order. I, like, read those stories, and then I can't sleep at night, not the other way around. Right. You know what I mean? Precisely. Absolutely. And I
1: think they're all fiction, but I don't know if you know, Grace, for sure. I didn't do that much research on the the website itself.
0: I think it's kind of like Wattpad, where, like, the majority of them are fan fictions or, like, stories that – But I know that people do share – stories that like real encounter supposedly real encounters supposedly, that yeah. happen for them um
1: uh, speaking of Wattpad yeah. there are Slenderman fan fictions so oh, that's
0: sure. great there was a girl on my great. bus um freshman year who wore a shirt that had like you know that lo- that painting of the little girl who's like letting the balloon go you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about absolutely it was that and then, like, in the, like, on the side of the shirt, you could see, like, Slenderman standing there with his, oh. like, tentacle reached out. Terrifying. Oh. And I remember saying, merch. like. Merch. He's got his own merch. merch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, literally merch.
1: Literally. Literally.
0: Except literally. for, I don't know, who's getting the profits
1: from that? Not, probably not nuts in, to tell you that much. Not,
0: not Slenderman. But
1: the story on Creepypasta didn't really reach its peak until 2012. So, As you remember, the photo that originally came out and the Mm -hmm. videos that, you know, quote-unquote surfaced were in 2010. So this is two years now that, you know, this thing has still been going at kind of rapid fire and then even reaching its peak of its story two years later, which is just insane. Um, Another popular version of Slenderman is the video game that came out in 2013 called Slender, The Arrival. It was a first-person horror game that... Then formed the birth of this new game called Slender the Eight Pages, which I'm assuming Mm -hmm. is what you played, where you had to Mm -hmm. collect the eight pages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've heard the game is scary, and I've seen people like play it, I think a big Oof. thing to do is like film your reaction to playing it or film your friend's reaction to playing it. But I have not subjected
0: myself to that kind of terror. So the Grace, one do I you want to say anything about your experience? Yeah. The one I played was the original one, the 2013. It was a computer oh game. Wow. Yeah. And it was free. Yes. And then the reason why people were so pissed when the new one came out is they were pissed that like they were like monetizing it. Yes, um, precisely. Kind of, I have like, that in
1: my notes, Grace. You are, yeah. you know your shit.
0: I do, girl. Well, we but watched the same documentary.
1: <laughs> I thought it was free. It's like Slender by the eight first pages. One was. I Googled it, but I Googled it. So I was like, there's no way kids are paying for this damn game. And it's free. So maybe they've just like added ads or something like that before. And that's what's getting people pissed because they're monetizing this story that was originally free on the internet.
0: Now, from my understanding, i think that the the first person game like the original one which is basically you're like in the what you're walking through the woods essentially you can pick mm-hmm. different settings but like you're walking through the woods and then he just like appears behind a tree and it's yeah. shot in like a flashlight kind of deal yes i have nancy drew game did you ever play the nancy, drew game? Like like play the nancy drew game no <laughs> Oh my God! I played The uh,
1: Oh my God! Naples Story, RuneScape.
0: <laughs> I went through a I lot had of games, the, but uh, never that. I had the wait, Zoo Tycoon. You ever had that? Absolutely, and Roller oh, Coaster hell Tycoon. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I had um, no, like it was like the flashlight. Well, the, it's based on the original game.
1: Yes. Okay, that makes sense then, because this is what so I've. They're very that's similar. What I've seen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe it was ads, maybe I don't really know I don't, how they I, make what it, I find off of
1: it. I think most interesting about the game and the story of Slenderman kind of, but I think the game Particularly, a lot of games today include violence and killing and fighting. But supposedly this game didn't have any weapons or fighting or killing. Basically, the goal of the game was to find eight notes about the Slenderman in like this spooky forest setting like you mentioned. And occasionally he'd pop up, right?
0: Yeah, you know what I remember? I don't remember about it like that in... What? What am I trying to say? I don't remember in, in that much detail. Yeah. Yes. What yes. I basically remember is having my eyes closed most of the time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's me on the highway because I was um what? <laughs> just, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa literally driving. Ah! Uh, can't look. Oh, me, no. I don't want to see it.
1: <laughs> no, like
0: you're you're like my mom watching any movie. She's like, I can't watch. Tell me what's happening. <laughs> Literally plug my ears, Um, close my eyes. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, where, where was I? I think I was at a movie theater with my cousin and uh, we were seeing, we were seeing uncut jobs. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Literally. And um there that movie's like super intense. Have you ever seen it? No, I hadn't heard of it until it was like oh popularized God. again.
1: This quick trend that happened and everyone knows what you're talking about. I'm cut jobs. Everyone knows, yeah. you know? On Kajams. Kind of so. It's just no, like a fucking heart
0: that. attack, is how I would describe it. Like it is wow. so fast paced and so intense and it like is it horror? Does not fucking quit. No. It's oh. basically about this guy, Adam Sandler, who's like love, um Love. Love I Adam Sandler. Think I don't, and it's not My a comedy. Favorite
1: movie he's ever done: Grown Ups. <laughs>
0: <laughs> swear, I love Grown Ups. Cinematic so much. excellence, man. No, it's Gold. um, it's him and the girl. I don't know what her name is, but she's the Anka Jobs girl. Julia Fox. And, Wait, okay, is okay. sure. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And she she plays like his his like thing on the side, basically. But he is, from what I remember, he like owns a jewelry shop. And he's basically trying to get his hands on, like, these, like, blood diamonds, essentially. Uncut jams. Uncut jams. <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs> I mean, like, literally, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then chaos ensues. That's all I'll tell okay. you because that's all I remember. <laughs> Iconic.
1: Yes. But I was well, seeing that,
0: that movie and my mom was like... Under her eyes closed the entire yes, film me. and I was like didn't you love it and she was like I don't know
1: <laughs> me the documentary that you're probably about to well we're about to oh, discuss yeah. um, oh, yeah. the documentary of this I mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: we will link the documentary that um, yeah. Grace you know found more information about her case I watched just to re-up my information on Slender Man and <laughs> it is it's crazy it really is it's so. very well
0: done I mean it's anything so well HBO, done. HBO I can't believe I had
1: never seen it Previously,
0: yeah, it it made my research really easy because it was so in depth that like I'm gonna be real, I used one other source.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I had uh, two articles and then I just did the documentary. So I mean, it was
0: perfect. But
1: okay, back to my notes. Oh yeah, sorry. Think (laughs) through these various tales of Slenderman that he'd have like a million different descriptions. Like our dear friend the chupacabra is it lizard or Mm. is it dog? Are we human Mm -hmm. or are we dancers? You know, but. Slender Man doesn't vary as much as you'd think from story to game to fan art. Most frequently yeah. described as tall, between six and fourteen feet, which matches your your height requirements, Grace,
0: for listen, a future partner. So I don't know. Seven feet tall is like a little short. Right. Like I'm expecting like Maybe 13 10, feet. To
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. ten to twelve. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen. Sure. <laughs> we'll mark it there. Good for good <laughs> news. That is typically in the Slenderman uh, height range. Um, Hold on, got to update my hinge. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for a Slenderman. The Slenderman. Oh, Um, man. But he's also described as extremely thin with unnaturally lanky arms. And these arms can actually extend at any moment to capture anyone in sight, basically. He also um, supposedly has like extra arms or tentacles that can shoot out of his back and help grab these victims. Mm -hmm. And he's known to have a blank white face that is featureless and is always wearing a dark suit and tie. He's said to be able to teleport, read minds, and often spots you before you spot him. Yeah, He's often seen in vast places such as the forest or abandoned buildings, which Mm -hmm. is honestly... I wouldn't have ex- expected that because he is such a, like, a spooky, like, tall dude in a suit in the middle of a forest. What? Or in an abandoned building. What? You don't expect him to see there.
0: You well, don't I expect
1: guess... it. <laughs> you don't expect to see him there. What am I saying? I guess
0: he's he's <laughs> hanging out where, I don't know, like, that's where not – I you know what? Actually, that's a good point. I was going to say that's where kids hang out, but it's really not, like – No. Not – Many kids will hang out in abandoned buildings and like woods. Hell but- no!
1: If I ever got caught in abandoned building, my mama would whip me upside of my head when she found out. That's And I'm again, I
0: was gonna say I'm projecting because I never, never. Oh no. my god, no! I wouldn't um, but- even go into like this house that was under construction. Like, yeah, my, one of my friends no. was like, "I was, yeah, told let's that's very there. dangerous no.
1: because no. it could like you could get hurt." So I was like, no. I was like, let me go home and get my heart out. If you get hurt is a potential outcome. I never did it as a kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the it said if you're near a slender man uh, or the slender man, I don't fucking know if there's more than one, but it said that you get what they called slender sickness. Ew. Say that 10 times fast. But basically, you have onset paranoia, delusions, nightmares, and nosebleeds. So that's how you can kind of start to tell uh, that you're near him. And the earliest cool. stories of Slenderman says that he preys on children, which makes sense from the original photoshop photos of him, you know, if he's behind these playgrounds and watching kids play, you would think okay, there's probably something sinister there and related to his motive to attack right. children. But despite the description of Slenderman staying quite similar throughout the various stories, there's different beliefs on Slenderman and his morals, I guess you could say. I don't know what to call him, but I guess we'll call them morals for now. Okay. Some actually think that he doesn't come with violence. And hence, I I imagine, hence why the video games don't include violence. Yeah. Um, And some even believe that his origin story is that he was bullied growing up because he was different and that those photos are mm-hmm. him in the background not playing with anyone because he was left
0: out and yeah, that he's he like actually trying now, to make friends
1: yes and now he yeah. serves as a guardian to those who are outsiders today so a lot of mm-hmm. lonely children i not identify with him but really yeah. are intrigued by his story and maybe yeah. can relate to it i don't know yeah. but other stories Other stories say (laughs) he lures children into the woods and abandoned buildings and any other crazy like abandoned kind of quiet place and invites them to kill on his behalf to become his proxy which is like a servant. That's basically Uh what that means. And it's said that if you become his proxy, there's a mansion you get to go live in, which is supposedly in the middle of Nicolette National Park, which I think we might hear a little bit about later.
0: I for sure will talk about it, yep.
1: Amazing. This guy named Andrew Peck, he's a media scholar and folklorist. He credits the success of Slenderman and the story behind Slenderman and the one that's continuing to be evolved today because of the collaborative nature of the story basically he says the motives of sunderman are not defined therefore it's easier to evolve the story and become almost like i couldn't think of a better word so i used the word malleable to, diff- mm-hmm. to fit different narratives while still mm-hmm. attributing to previous storylines it's like like almost like a rumor that just keeps getting spread and kind of slightly changed it reminds you of that the game that we used to play growing up called telephone did you ever play that hell yeah you'd like whisper a sentence in the next person's ear and then they'd whisper it into the next person's and then the person at the end is supposed to say the sentence and if you got it right, you guys all win. But if you get it wrong, most of the time you'd always get it wrong because somebody would fuck it up just for fun. But it reminds me of that. Like, you know, little things get changed within each story, but it's, you know, you're able to do that because the origins are kind of undecided.
0: I don't know if you, if you, this one, the one commentator on the documentary who says, He's, he's the British biologist where you're like, why is he there? But mm-hmm. he said this interesting thing about the story, which he said, like, a, a genetic virus mm-hmm. uh, transfers from person to person, right? Yeah. And he's like, if you have a meme that's spreadable, right? He's yeah. saying it can really be considered a virus of the mind because it's transferring from person to person.
1: Yeah, that was deep. I didn't really, um, I left it out because he also said planking was a meme. And I'm like, I don't know. When I think of memes, I think of like (laughs) the classic crazy photo with the white text on the top and the white text on the bottom. So I'm like, how the hell is planking a meme? But he did say that and it does make sense. Um, It just scared me a little. So I left that out. (laughs) But thank you for bringing that back in. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) So- most everyone that, you know, hears about Slenderman understands that he is nothing but a fictional character, a digital folklore, an Mm -hmm. internet virus, if you will, Mm -hmm. and understand that the beginning of Slenderman was nothing but a Photoshopped photo and a creepy caption. But others are not so logical, let's say it that, I don't know, and believe that Slenderman is real and will do anything to please him. So, Grace, let's get to piece. Oh, your that case.
0: was amazing. Right. It was, it was such a good transition. <laughs> that was so good. School friends, I hope you loved it. I hope and you I, loved it. I worked hard on that one. Oh, it was so good. And I totally fucked it up by being like, oh, that was so good. Like, no, I
1: mean, I'm here for it. We were excited. And that is a, our natural reaction. And oh, I leave it in. Leave it in. Post, post, what do we call it? <laughs> post-production. Leave it in post. Leave, Leave it, it in post. post, girl. Yeah, that's our oh, right. slang. I was like, what's your slang for it? But uh, before we get there, Grace, did you have any questions, comments, concerns about the history and description? No, of girl.
0: Her? I think you did a great job. Thanks. I think that covers it. And I'll I'll talk about some stuff and then like at the end, if I missed anything, because mm-hmm. Marissa and I kind of collaborated beforehand that I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, what are you putting in? What are you, you know? Absolutely. And so if I don't cover something that you saw in the documentary, then let me know. Okay. okay. It's May thirty first, twenty fourteen in recent. waukesha Wisconsin. Okay. That's well, right. Eight years ago now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Semi recent. You know the amount of cases we've had where it's like two thousand ten, we're like reset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sad. I'm stuck in a
1: we always say much earlier shit. date than twenty twenty two so I think
0: my life like stopped at 2018 that's when I'm like I think everything is like in terms of 2018 and I'm like if it's close to 2018 sure yes by the way nothing significant well I graduated college I guess in 2018 that is very significant significant.
1: that's a huge (laughs) huge accomplishment like I mean
0: no trauma you know or anything crazy like that for any any girlfriends who are worried about me I'm good. (laughs) And for those of you who aren't, fuck you. Okay, moving on. So May 31st, 2014 in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. So we're talking southern Wisconsin, almost near the border of Illinois. Okay. A little before 10 a.m., police are dispatched to a wooded area off Big Ben Road where a cyclist has discovered a 12-year-old girl, Peyton Leutner, bleeding and lying on the path. Peyton had clearly been the victim of a violent attack. And when police asked her who had done this to her, she said, my best friend. Oof. Soon after it's pieced together that Peyton had not gone into the woods alone, that she had been accompanied by two friends, 12 year olds, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire. The three girls were friends from school and had a sleepover the night before at Morgan Geyser's home to celebrate her 12th birthday. Though Anissa had just met the two girls at the start of that school year, Morgan and Peyton had been friends since the fourth grade. A search for Morgan and Anissa is soon underway, and it's not long before Lieutenant Tom Mowerman, I think is how you say it, discovers the two girls walking along Interstate 94 in Waukesha. Didn't get far. No. Did not get far. They're 12, so they're not really masterminds, but they were able to track them down pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, When Morgan and Anissa are taken into custody, they're interviewed separately and each tells their own story about what had occurred at the park. For the most part, their interviews line up, at least from yeah, what we see in the documentary. I was surprised, And that's one thing that I think it was Morgan's grandparents comment on at the end of the documentary is like, they never lied. They never tried to cover up what they had done. They like totally owned up to it. Now, right? granted, I, mean- I don't think they thought they were going to be caught, but
1: Right. And I'm like, is it the innocence of a child that came through? But then I think, yeah. no, there's a lot of malicious malicious children out there. I mean, they acqu- yeah.
0: they stabbed someone. I think that I think that you're right that there are malicious children, but I think I want to and I want to say this carefully because I do not want it to come across as me defending them because I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not defending what they did, right? Absolutely not. But the way this documentary was made, really really emphasizes the fact that at the end of the day they are also 12 yeah and like for a child to kill another child is like something has gone seriously wrong there whether it's developmentally there's a pre-existing condition or abuse at home abuse at school whatever right there is something that has failed them in some way because that, that's not obviously normal <laughs> behavior for a child mm-hmm. to kill another child or harm Their another best child of or Yeah. Right. So I think that this case, I would encourage you guys to do your own research. I'm going to give you as many Always. of the facts as I can. But I think that this case is way more complex and way more nuanced than I originally thought. Mm-hmm. And the psychology of it, of it is so important. And I encourage you to watch the documentary at the very least because they really, really go into more depth in that yes okay good
1: point good point
0: okay so i just wanted to say that amazing all right so the girls had gone to skateland on the 30th which it's giving jelly beans absolutely (laughs) and came back to the house and went into the basement where anisa recalls they each played on their own devices the girls went to sleep that night and woke the next morning to have donuts and strawberries yum for breakfast delish Morgan's mother Angie Geyser recalls nothing unusual and nothing that indicated that something was wrong. So when the girls asked to go to the park, she didn't think anything of it and was like, "Sure." Right? Mm-hmm. On the way to the park, Morgan revealed to Anisa the knife she had hidden in her winter coat. She had taken it from her kitchen. After playing on the equipment for a while, they all three went into the bathroom. The attack began in the park bathroom with Anisa asking Peyton to close her eyes. Peyton refused, so Anissa hit her hard in the front of the head, slamming the back of her head against the concrete. It's not clear when or why the girls left the bathroom, but after they did, the girls lured Peyton into the woods. So I want to say something about this because you heard Anissa told Peyton to close her eyes, and Mm -hmm. she had said, she tells the interviewer that she read somewhere on Creepypasta that it's hard to kill somebody when their eyes are open because you see yourself in their eyes and it's like killing yourself and you don't want to kill yourself. Those are her words. Yep. Take the internet away
1: from kids. Yeah, please. Well, I, I'm like, i like, maybe like parental controls weren't a thing back then. I don't know. No, but like, so she should not be reading how to kill a person on the internet.
0: God. And like some of the, I don't know if you saw the part where she's like, it's showing all the comments that she made on YouTube videos. And you're just yes. like, Oh my God. Because you see this stuff in such an abstract sense when you're a kid, like, I don't know about you, Marissa, but, like, when I read mysteries and stuff growing up or saw mystery movies or, like, Mm -hmm. any cons, any discussion of murder, I was just, like, I view it so abstractly that it never occurred to me what that violence would actually look like, like, what that would mean. Yes. And so I'm only assuming that Anissa and Morgan are the same way because as far as we know, there was no violence at their home.
1: Right. So it's like, no. And that's the weird thing, too. The family seemed very like, you know, our, our girls were our kids. Like, you know, we loved them and we yeah. did things with them. And yeah they had so many home videos. And so it didn't yeah. seem like there was any like abuse going on or neglect at the home. Yeah. So it is just interesting how this all developed.
0: Yeah. Very weird. Okay. So I'll go into a little bit more detail as to what happens in the woods, but essentially, yes. um, They lure Peyton into the woods. Morgan stabs Peyton 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a kitchen knife while Anissa (sighs) watches. And she misses a major artery in Peyton's heart by a couple centimeters, which is what police believe saved her life. Peyton did survive. I didn't know that going into this. I thought she died.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Because I don't remember this case,
0: like, happening.
1: I just I know it's crazy cuz it was se- what senior year of high school. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and back then I was definitely into true crime like for sure. And I think I remember yeah. hearing about it but thinking
0: that has to be like an article on the yen Like that has to be fake. Like Yeah, right? right? Yeah. I guess the only true crime that I was really I really watched was Forensic Files. Mhm. And that was cuz my grandma had like 14 box sets of Forensic Files and so I used to watch it whenever I was there. <laughs> That's <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> yeah thanks grandma yeah sweet or creepy i don't know who knows (laughs) so (laughs) okay the two girls then left peyton at the edge of the woods to die and i'm not exaggerating there they that's what they knew they were doing and they did it and headed north on foot to nicolette national forest now just for perspective nicolette national forest i think is like Two hundred and eighty something. I looked it up. Two hundred and eighty something miles north.
1: <laughs> I was curious. Like, where is it? It's in Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: Very far north in Wisconsin. Like, I mean, two hundred and eighty miles north. So,
1: yeah.
0: And their plan was to go on foot. Like, and even I think it's um Bill Wire, who is Anisa's dad, is saying like, obviously they didn't think it through. Like, they're they're twelve. They had no idea right. what that trip. That's a four to five hour trip by car. So like, right. like they, you know, it's
1: almost as if like, like they, it was all so spontaneous, but it wasn't right. like they didn't have food, water, like anything planned right. out for this trip. But it, I don't know. I think they had been planning it since December. They'd been talking about it, right? Um, and so until May, obviously, it's pretty premeditated. Right. But yeah, it sounds like. I think Morgan said, too, specifically, she wanted to give her one more morning. So they were going to do mm-hmm. it that night, but then they decided mm-hmm. to do it in the morning. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, just yeah, it's like it's not planned out, but it was. But it's not. Yeah. Because they didn't think yeah. it through. It's it's very much a kid's plan, you know? Just similarly, when a kid 100%. wants to run away from home, they take what? They take a juice box and, like, a little jacket, and they run off to the corner of the street. But then they realize, soon after, they can't do that, and they run home. So Do you remember that episode?
0: <laughs> Bob's Burgers when Louise runs away because she doesn't want to go to the dentist, and she's like she like hides a go bag like in the river. She like ties it and she's like yes. Oh, toy cell phone. I was only eight when I packed this go bag. (laughs) (laughs) She's had it there for years. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I love it so much. Okay, all right. So when the lieutenant picks the girls up on the side of the interstate, he recalls Anissa saying that she was scared. When he asked why she was scared, she replied. If I told you, you'd think I was crazy. So when the girls are taken into custody, they're questioned. And these interviews are chilling and really just bizarre, which Mm -hmm. brings me to motive. So you may be wondering what causes two 12-year-old girls to murder their best friend, also a 12-year-old girl. To answer that, I want to first acknowledge the 10-foot faceless figure in the room. As many of you (laughs) may have pieced together, Slenderman is in fact involved in this case. Both girls not only confessed to attempting to kill Peyton, but said they had done it to appease Slenderman, who had threatened to kill them as well as their families should they refuse to comply. Anissa had first read about Slenderman on Creepypasta, a blog we've talked about before, as in 10 minutes ago, that contains thousands of homegrown horror stories, both real life accounts and fictional tales. She shared the images and stories with Morgan, who claimed to have seen Slenderman when she was five, which will make a lot more sense at the end of my segment. The two girls together became obsessed with the topic of Slenderman and conspired to kill Peyton as an offering to, to him, after which they would walk the 284 miles to Nicolette National Forest to live in the Slenderman mansion as proxies. Mm-hmm. Right. So according to Anisa, Morgan suggested that they become prox- proxies, which meant that they had to kill Peyton. They had to prove themselves worthy to Slender in order to live in Slenderman Mansion, supposedly in the middle of Nicolette National Park. Anissa wanted to prove that Slenderman existed, and Morgan said her family would be in danger if she didn't. I really wish this case was more cut and dry, because I want to hate these girls. I'm not a professional, but based on Mm -hmm. my observations, I would venture to say that Morgan, in the interviews, and I'm curious about your thoughts, Marissa, but... Morgan seems much colder in her interview, whereas Anissa Mm -hmm. is like openly weeping, but they both say some creepy shit. Like, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, they just open up and they say it all, but very differently, I think. I think Anissa has remorse and is like sad about it, but Morgan seems like,
0: yeah, well. (laughs) Yeah. She seems like, and then I stabbed her. Like, it just seems very nonchalant. And Anissa says at one point, like, and and this is we cover this probably in literally every episode, but you can't judge someone's reaction totally. unless it's fucking Chris Watts who sucks a bunch of dicks. Amen. He's terrible. Um
1: because that neighbor called like, it. And that neighbor yep. ugh, oh. down bitch.
0: Bronco's t shirt, the <laughs> true marker of a down bitch. Remote control, rewind. That's not oh, God. yeah. He's Iconic. like, Oh he's not fucking acting right at all. Love him so much my king, uh, <laughs> the bald man in the Broncos t-shirt. Yeah, so no, we can't, we can't judge a um, murderer's reaction necessarily because everybody, you know, if I murdered someone, I'd be a lot like calmer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I think sure. that everyone reacts differently under stress, right? Whether that's yeah. a victim, the parents of a missing child, whatever. We see this in the Madeline McCann case where her parents are not, openly like panicking and so people are like oh my god they did it even though I'm 90% sure they did but whatever hot take I'll cover that case later but my point being that like Anissa does say that Morgan's not a big crier but like she's showing pretty much no emotion I'll talk about one part that I think she's like showing a little emotion but it's they're very different they have very different reactions meanwhile they're equally guilty so yeah I
1: was surprised personally that one didn't put the blame on the other. They kind of both admitted yeah. that it was both they're doing. Because even Anita – or Anissa, not Anita, what? <laughs> she was like, um, you know, I, I told Morgan about the creepypasta story, so I feel like if I didn't tell her about that, none yeah. of this would happened. And then yeah. talking about how equally they both kind of decided it was that time, it was that night. She said Morgan now. Morgan was the one who actually did it, you know? I don't right. know. She's crazy to me that like – it is such a complex
0: case. I will say that like Morgan, there is some of blaming, some blaming that I hear, like in terms of, I don't know, it was some guy that Anissa knew and like talking about yeah. Slenderman
1: and no, like, wrong. I don't know,
0: it was Anisa's friend and I don't know, it was Anisa's plan. Her plan changed so many times, blah, blah, okay, blah. And I was like, there is a level of blame there. And I don't know if it's distancing or if it's intentional blame. But she doesn't seem like panicking at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's almost just stating the fact.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, it could be like me where I'm like, I don't look like I'm panicking, but inside I'm like Mm -hmm. having a stroke, you know, like that. (laughs) Definitely, you know, everyone reacts differently. Like I said, in her interview, when she's asked why she stabbed Peyton. Morgan replies, it was necessary. She then asked the officer what happened to Bella. Side note, the girls refer to Peyton as Bella, which was super confusing at the beginning because I didn't know. I I I'm like, who the fuck is Bella? Wait,
1: did they like give her like a Twilight name and like- Right, exactly. her from her real name so they wouldn't
0: feel bad for killing her? Like, that's what I thought. But no, apparently she just goes by Bella. I literally had the exact same thought. I was like, they gave her a name so they wouldn't feel as guilty. And evidently, (laughs) this was a nickname she went by though was bella yeah. it even says peyton quote bella leutner so so the officer which same dude <laughs> asks who's Bella?" morgan says <laughs> she's the one who was stabbed she says it in that exact voice
1: yeah not the one i killed not the one i stabbed not the not my best friend
0: right but she's the, the, one the one who, who was stabbed, stabbed. Oof. and then she says is she dead i was just wondering <laughs> like um <laughs> What? According to Morgan, Anissa had told her that they had to do this because he would kill their families. And the officer says, who's he? And she says, a man. I don't know him, but Anissa knew him. I'll pause here to say that I think Anissa, we were talking about distancing language, like, um, and I think Anissa was much more open about mentioning Slenderman and calling him by name. Whereas Morgan usually refers to him as a man or him mm-hmm. or a niece's friend. There's a lot more distancing language. That's a I don't good think point. you hear her say Slenderman in the interview. That's a
1: really good point. And I, th- I attributed it to maybe she was just, like, scared. Like, maybe she truly still thought he was real and she was yeah. scared he to, you know, come for them because they're blaming him. But I think the distancing psychologically makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, and – the officer even one point, like, point blank asked her, who's he? Right? Like, who's yeah. the man? And she says, Anissa's friend. Or a man Anissa knew. Yeah. She will not say his name, which is very interesting to me. And Anissa says it, like, 40 times. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and so the officer said, okay, well, where do you see the man? And Morgan says, if he's stalking you, you see him in your dreams. Yeah. And then he says, why did you pick Peyton? And she says, I didn't pick her. Who did? Who did? whoever anisa was talking about so again doesn't say him doesn't say yeah. his name yeah morgan goes on to say she says truth be told i'd rather have been locked up so i couldn't hurt her but i didn't want to make Anissa mad it's hard enough to make friends i don't want to lose them over something like this and that just like shattered my heart uh, uh, yeah you can't you you lose that, remark- matter, that was my heart cracking Damn, <laughs> like what god it's stuck The interview then transitions into the crime itself, where the investigators ask about what occurred in the bathroom. Did you guys think about stabbing her there? Morgan says, Anissa wanted to. I didn't think it would work. What was the plan there? I'm not too sure. Anissa came up with several plans. It was hard to keep track. So there's the blamey tone that I was hearing. Anissa, there was a drain for the blood to go down. We were going to sit her on the toilet and lock the door and leave for Nicolette. From what I read on Creepypasta Wiki, it's easier to kill someone when they're asleep or unconscious because when you look into a person's eyes, you can see yourself, and you don't want to be killing yourself. Creepy. So she apparently asked Bella if she could put herself to sleep, which I don't know what she thought that would do. Like, I don't know if that – right? And, like, Bella obviously was like, fuck no. I'm keeping my eyes open for this shit. Like Yeah. And one of the most distressing parts about this case is picturing – what Peyton or Bella was feeling in that moment is like, can you imagine where like your best friends are like openly talking about the crime in, they're going to commit to you in front of you.
1: Right. And at that point, I mean, that's what I questioned a lot throughout this case is why did Peyton stay or why didn't she run? But I I mean, you don't know, you don't know what's going on in that situation. You can't, you're not, 12 years old in that situation, putting yourself there to say whether or not you would run or maybe trust them and just assume they're being fucking weird.
0: Maybe they're just
1: being weird. Let's let's go out and play, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if she's like, I can just I can just picture her like just the terror, you know, where you're just Mm -hmm. like, it's that moment when you realize that something is worse than you thought. It's not what you thought it was, right? It's not a game, it's not a joke, it's not whatever. And it's just god that like fear I, I can't that's what I keep thinking about and that's what's like haunting me Yeah. Um, and so the officer talks about how Anissa like banged um, Peyton's head on the wall and she said so you were doing this to knock her out so you could kill her in there and Anissa was like yeah I'm like oh god yeah, she, and she you, just was like telling it all yeah and you asked her to fall asleep so you could kill her in there yeah I don't like screaming that's the one thing I can't handle That was sickening.
1: Yeah. It doesn't sound like this is a good plan for you then, sweetheart.
0: Right. I'm like, and, and I, I, what I hate is like that word and to pick it apart, like the one thing I can't handle, like, okay, but you can handle everything else. Just not the screaming. Yeah. You know, that's, um, at this point, the girls lure Peyton into the woods, telling her they'd play hide and seek. Anissa said she and Morgan would be like two lionesses hunting down a zebra, my understanding terrified. is that the original plan was for Morgan to do the stabbing, but at the last minute, Morgan got scared. Peyton, meanwhile, has got to be terrified, right? We talked about this. Your two best friends are arguing in front of you and passing a knife back and forth in front of you. See, and, and do you just
1: freeze? Did she just freeze or did she like be like, must, what is must? going like what? I just want to know more. I wish we got to hear from her more considering she did survive and and granted it's probably not healthy to keep reopening these wounds literally figuratively right and of course that's her that's her choice ultimately yes absolutely so curious to to know what was going through her mind at that
0: time yeah yeah now i will say this i would venture to i'm going to speculate here but i think that anisa and morgan as well as Peyton are not abnormally large or strong as far as I know or can see, you know, at 12 years old, like they weren't, they don't seem large for 12 year olds. Meaning like if Peyton put up any kind of a fight, she probably could have gotten away. I know that's what I was
1: wondering too.
0: Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I'm wondering if they were not as obvious about it as it seems on the documentary, mm -hmm. like maybe they were more, but then how, like, like, I'll use my students as an example. Anytime one of them is, like, on their phone or iPad during our class, like, I'm like, I can see no. you. Like, they think yeah. they're being super slick about it. And I'm like, right. you're taking 30 seconds to answer my question. I know you're doing something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I was not nearly as slick as I thought I was, when I was 12, <laughs> you know? Like, true, true. I don't know. So, like I mentioned, Peyton's got to be terrified. Anissa says she had to hug Morgan, who's now freaking out. And pet her like a cat to calm her down. That's Those are her words, not mine. Yep. Yep. Because she was freaking out. And, and again, like officer, being beaten
1: in that moment. What the fuck? Yeah.
0: Right. Where she's like, it's okay. Like, I'm like, what and the fuck? And you're just fuck? watching it happen. Like, what is going on? Right. And I'm like, it seems like easy enough to. And they also say this several times that like Morgan and Anisa both would believe anything they were told. So, like, knowing this as their friend, I'd be like, look over there, (laughs) fucking run away. Like, you know, I just I but I of course, there's got to be something that I don't know or I don't understand. And there always will be about this. But I just like it seems at face value that that is the simplest solution. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I'm not getting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so finally Anissa says, I can't do it, Morgan. You know where all the soft spots are, which is gross. <sighs> Anissa recalls walking forward and turning her back and then yelling, now, go ballistic, go crazy, make sure she's down.
1: And she says she said all that. She goes, I right. said, Morgan, now, go ballistic, go crazy, make Literally, sure she's down. Literally quotes. She confesses all of that. Like, I, I, right. this is exactly what I said.
0: Girl, do you hear yourself? <laughs> They're open. They're, like, super open about it. Mm -hmm. Morgan got on top of Peyton's legs, whispered, I'm so sorry, in her ear, and then just started stabbing her. Terrible. Morgan recalls, quote, it sort of just happened. It didn't feel like anything. It was like air and makes a stabbing motion in the air. Don't think I'll ever unsee that shit, by the way. Like, that was so eerie. Yeah, yeah. When Anissa is asked about her feelings after the crime, she says, part of me kind of wanted this to fail. The bad part of me wanted her to die. The good part of me wanted her to live. I'm like, "Okay, crazy. Morgan's face, by the way, is not really visible in the interview, whereas Anissa is shot head on. I don't know if that was intentional or just like. It is interesting. Very weird. But I will say that I think the most emotion, just based on her voice alone, the most emotion you hear from Morgan is when she's talking about Peyton's last words to her. Mm -hmm. The last thing she said to me was, I trusted you and I hate you. And then she kept whispering, I can't see over and over and over again. I can still hear it. And you kind of hear her voice like tremble a little bit. And that's literally the only wavering that you see in terms of like. It was like out of a movie. I can still hear it. Yeah. Those words are so powerful. I have goosebumps. Ugh. Anissa recalls the same moments in different detail. She says, I kind of moved her away from the road and her blood got on me and then on my shirt. And she like shows the detective, like her shirt has yeah. like a stain on it. Um, I told her to lay down and be quiet, that she'd lose blood slower Then we were, that we were going to get help, but we weren't. Yeah. So, sad. Oh God, it's so fucked up. She like, they tell Peyton they're going for help and they just literally are leaving for, you know, supposedly forever. Right. Yeah. Um, and, Peyton, at this point, somehow manages to drag herself to the path, which is then when the cyclist sees her. Because as far as I know, Thank she was God. like kind of at the edge of the woods, which like, God, you go, girl. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, that's amazing. That's huge. There's a note from Anissa's phone the day she was arrested. Quote, this is my final wish to those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm end quote.
1: I just find it so interesting. I mean, they truly, truly believed they were going to make it to that national yeah. national park, national forest, whatever, and live in this mansion and never see their friends or family again.
0: Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one um, psychologist who talks about how there was such a strong context for belief there because both of the girls were already strong believers. And the fact that they were together made that context even stronger and made it yeah. like a reality, right? Yeah. And then there yeah. was also the factor of the pre existing psychiatric conditions, which I'll touch on at the end.
1: Yeah. I'm not um, sure if you covered this, but when they were on the road and, and realizing what they've done, they called out to Slender Man for help. They're like, please, oh, yeah. if you can hear us, help us. Yeah. And nothing happened. And I, I have to think at that moment their beliefs were shattered, or at least I'd That's- hope. Um, that's
0: what i was about to say actually i have it in here anisa remembers also getting cold feet while running away she says i've had enough of this i want to call my mom and i want to go home and morgan Mm -hmm. says if you do that you'll spend the rest of your life in prison either that or be executed i had a total nervous breakdown and blamed morgan for everything i said you stabbed her you wanted to do this morgan is not one to cry very often and finally she let go and started crying Morgan said, Slender, if you're listening, please help us. And he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. End quote. So that's what Morgan, Morgan, sorry. That's what Marissa was just just talking about. But I I think it's interesting, too, that they kind of, like, take turns as far as who's the calm one. Have you noticed that? Yeah. For a while, Anissa talks about walking up to the park, and Morgan shows her the knife and is like, hey, like, be cool. (laughs) Right? Look high, reach low. I have a knife. And Anissa is like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, I didn't think it would happen now, blah, blah, blah. And then when they get to the bathroom, Anissa's calling the shots and they get to the woods and Morgan's freaking out and Anissa's calm. Yeah,
1: it's that balance, which is weird. Yeah,
0: it's very interesting. On the topic of the arrests, in the middle of her interview, Morgan asked the officer, are you going to put me in prison and am I going to rot and die? Didn't love that. Did not love that
1: glad she was kind of almost self-aware you know yeah it's
0: true she understands like there are consequences for killing people when the trial begins the court moves to try both girls as adults remember they're 12 a motion Mm -hmm. to have the trial move to juvenile court uh is denied and the trial continues in the adult court system Mm -hmm. both anisa and morgan were charged with first degree attempted intentional homicide meaning it was an attempted murder but they intended it for for it to be, like, successful, you know, Um, and faced up to 65 years in prison. During the trial, a number of psychologists testified, one of whom diagnosed Anissa with a schizotypy, which is a delusional pattern of thinking that can result in blurred lines between reality and fantasy. Another psychiatrist gave his assessment of Morgan, diagnosing her with both schizophrenia and an oppositional defiant disorder, which kind of looks like a conduct disorder in kids. So, Yeah. It can result in disrespect or hostility to peers or authority figures or parents. But I want to say about the schizotypy is when combined with interpersonal problems, so like um, failing to get along with peers or isolation or bullying, Mm -hmm. it can result in full-blown schizophrenia, which is really interesting. I didn't know that. And that all being said, neither Morgan nor Anissa showed any signs of uh, psychopathy or sociopathy. So I thought that was interesting. Even though Anissa, as far as we know, based on her YouTube comments, believed she was a sociopath.
1: Yes. Yeah. That was interesting, too.
0: Yeah. So she had self-diagnosed. Morgan's mom, Angie, recalls speaking with a team of doctors to inform Morgan of her diagnosis. This was also when they revealed to her that Morgan's father, Matt Geiser, also has schizophrenia. Yeah. And Morgan apparently did not seem surprised, which tells Matt and Angie that she probably already knew. Yeah. Um, and they also think that she was keeping it a secret because she knew that what she was seeing was not real. Right. In 2017, Anisa Wire pled guilty to the first degree charges and was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. She was sentenced to up to 25 years in a mental health facility, but was released on September 13th, 2021. As a condition of her release, she will submit to GPS ankle monitoring and no contact with Peyton Leutner until the year 2039. Oh, wow. Morgan Morgan Geyser pled guilty to the charge of first-degree attempted murder and in 2018 was convicted but found not guilty by mental disease or defect. She was sentenced to up to 40 years in a mental institution. And in 2020, a court of appeals upheld the sentence, meaning she's still in uh the facility.
1: I'm so Anissa's out free, kind of. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Morgan is still in the facility.
0: Yeah. Which I, I, I feel mean, like they
1: have like equal just, term. Yeah. Maybe I'm viewing this wrong, but that shocks me a little.
0: Yeah. That Anissa was released and it, it surprised Peyton's family too. They like, they commented for the, uh, the ABC news article I read
1: mm-hmm. and they didn't
0: give like a ton of comment that I could see. Um, yeah. but they just basically said that they were surprised and like a little worried. Right.
1: Yeah. I but given the
0: conditions of her release, it seemed like a little safer, I guess. I don't know. She's only I been out know. for what? Six months, something like that. I, yeah, can't I guess that. so.
1: Yeah. Soon.
0: Wait, literally six months. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm good. OK. You know, Math Honor Society should be, like, crying right now. Like, should feel <laughs> really bad for not letting me in. Because come on. Sure. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm limited by time as far as what I can cover. But I strongly encourage you all to watch the HBO documentary. It's called Beware the Slenderman. And we're going to link it down below. Mm-hmm. It was so well done because, one, it's HBO. And two, they really highlight the fact that this case is not as cut and dry as it seems. There's so much emotion and complexity and nuance involved here. I want to take a moment to say that whenever a child kills a child, and we kind of touched on this earlier, that people always look to the parents, right? Like yeah. where they fucked up somewhere, right, yeah. is the assumption. I didn't get to talk much about Morgan and niece's parents, but the documentary portrays their individual dynamics with their daughters in such a heartbreaking way. Yeah. Um, both families have other children as well and speak on how something like this destroys every family involved. I encourage all of you ghoul friends to watch this documentary as well as do your own research about this case because I definitely thought I knew how I felt and that's all changed and now I don't know what the fuck to think. So Yes.
1: Yeah. I agree. This is I I I'm really glad I watched the documentary, not only for my information, but also to kind yeah. of refresh my my brain because Again, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, that's in onion article. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Two girls mm-hmm. stabbed their best friend because Slender Man told them to? Mm-hmm. Like, what? But, yeah, it's so much more complex than you think.
0: And it's – I just don't know what else to use. I've been crazy at this point. It's just crazy. It's, And I remember when I first started the documentary, like, the first 10 minutes or so, I'm like, okay, so they're not going to talk about Peyton at all. Like, I was a little upset about it. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that HBO, the crime documentaries in particular, do a really good job of, like, interviewing all parties involved. Mm
1: -hmm. And so I
0: assumed, again, this is an assumption to clarify. I don't know this for sure. But I can assume that Peyton's family... Uh, declined to be involved in the documentary because as far as I can see, they've kept really quiet about this whole thing and really want Peyton to recover from the whole ordeal. I I was just about to say,
1: I think, you know, I I don't, I don't know how I would react in the situation, but I would think I would distance myself
0: as much as possible
1: to try and just. Yeah.
0: I do that anyway. So like, imagine going through (laughs) something like this, like, right. So I, so at first, because as much as I love learning about serial killers and murderers and all of that stuff, because I do, obviously, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I also, you know, I don't agree with romanticizing crimes and yes. um, or like painting like T- Ted Bundy is the most successful serial killer. I'm like. Or handsome. Yeah. Right. I that. And like, fuck that little bitch ass in his unibrow. Honestly. Amen. Right. First it's of all, not he's not at all. No. First of all, he's over talked about. Second of all, the fact that they're justifying anything like, "Oh, he evaded law enforcement for years." And it's like it's like it's not an accomplishment. No. No, it's not. And and the fact that they're like, "Oh, he's I don't know. It, these crimes are fascinating, but it's such a it's such a gray area yes. as to like what is romanticizing the crimes and what's sympathizing with the perpetrator and whatever. And I think the only reason this documentary doing that didn't bother me as much is because these are children. They're 12, right? Yeah. It and is
1: interesting to think or hear. I mean, hear straight from their mouths what was going on in their heads.
0: Out. Yeah. Matt uh, Matt Geiser, who is Morgan's dad, was saying something about how for weeks after the trial, he was getting calls to his house and people saying you and your daughter should burn in hell and stuff like yeah. that. And he's like, if you even knew the half of it as far as what we're dealing with, what she's dealing with, and that's just in her own mind, mm-hmm. right? And she reports seeing a man who was telling her to kill as young as she was three. Three. Yeah.
1: I remember so, that. Ugh,
0: God. It is, mean, it's
1: hard. It's a great area. But I mean, at the end of the day, they they committed the crime and they're doing the time, right? right? Or they right. were. I mean, what are they released now and in, in a mental right. hospital versus actually right. in serving time but um yeah. i i do empathize also i empathize with the parents i do because yeah. they're like dang like what the fuck like you know right as far as we could tell everything was normal she'd have her private time on the ipad whatever mm-hmm. we didn't know we'd seen this figure before we just thought it was a, like a movie character t- cartoon yeah. character whatever they didn't know it would evolve into this and so now their lives are hard because they're visiting their daughters in a mental hospital. And a I think it's a mental hospital, is it? Yeah. Both of them were in mental institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And then jail or calling them from jail and like having, you know, three minutes on the phone. And so it's just so sad to see the parents having to, they still love their child. They do. And they are trying to uphold this normal relationship with them, but it's not, it's anything but normal. Um, yeah. And so you can see, you can tell they struggle a lot. What got me was both of the dads were bro- broke down, sobbing, crying Ugh. at one point in the documentary, The dad specifically. And that really, really touched I me. Know. But uh, it's just hard. It's, it is. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I did want to touch on the other two cases. <laughs> no. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm done. So literally a month after this case, after this stabbing, another kid tried to stab their mom with a hoodie and a white face on and uh what? i think she got stabbed maybe i forget Ugh. um and she called number one and they came um and then wow. like i think a year later or two years later same thing a kid tried to stab their parents or maybe not stab right then and there but set the house on fire hmm. and tried to run away um with a nine-year-old yeah and the mom's still in the house so just crazy i mean it happened twice after and i don't know if it was because these girls blew up in the media and maybe the forms went crazy as like oh my god they sacrificed themselves for a slender man he's gonna save them and so then there was like copycat crimes or what i don't know i didn't read that far into it but i just think it's crazy that it happened or attempted to happen twice again
0: that's I mean, it's effect. it's possible, too. I mean, you saw, like, at the end of the documentary, they show a bunch of fan art that was created for mm-hmm. Anisa and Morgan. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, there but are people the who fuck? are like, who are like, wow, they're heroes or whatever. With like, knives
1: in their hands. It'd be oh, one God, thing if it's... it's I, I mean, I don't even know. It's not one thing if. It's not. There shouldn't be fan art no. of these two murderers. I'm sorry. I and think... They are kids. And I'm like, I, there's a line. There's a line. But it's just weird when you've got fan art coming to jail with knives like what the right. fuck but then you right. think okay there's people out there that marry killers in prison too yeah like so, that woman
0: who sent her underwear to the to the night stalker you know what i'm talking about there no. was like some woman who was like because <laughs> he was like had a foot fetish and like an underwear oh fetish gosh. or whatever
1: and so pu- she I'm, was I'm not like
0: surprised she like was was a pen pal there there's a great um so Bailey Sarian, who I love, um, mm-hmm. she does murder mystery makeup Mondays and she has a video on the original Night Stalker Richard M- Ramirez. I'll have to watch it. And she like really goes into like this relationship that he had with this woman for like several years behind while he was behind bars and like how fucked up their like transpondence What is it? Correspondence? Corresponde. <laughs> um <laughs> transpondent what is that? It's a made up word. Oh my god! Anyway, so that was um a little heavy for a twenty episode, but like,
1: yeah, I find it. 20. Yeah, I found it intriguing, but I do. I will say, after watching the documentary, uh, I was like, yeah. "Wow, Eric, I feel dark. Like, I feel yeah hurt. You know, like it. And it was icky. I didn't like learning about kids killing kids. I did yeah. not.
0: They're some of my least favorite cases to read about, and yeah." I forget the kid's name, the redheaded kid who, like, beat that kid to death with a stick. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was in the 70s, and that Mm -hmm. case still fucks my – like, I I don't even know the kid's name, and I've heard so many videos about him.
1: Yeah. I think I wanted to cover this. Well, one, because it could be joint. It was, you know, this fictional character that for some people turned Mm nonfictional or believed, you know. I think Morgan said it herself. We wanted to – you can't unprove it. So yeah. we were going to prove it, right? And I think that's what caught my interest was that I everyone thought it was an agreed upon thing that this guy was just fake, not real, yeah, fictional. But it amazes me that some people do not, and there there's more than just Morgan and Anissa of out course, there that yeah. believe in Slenderman. So it is just so intriguing to me because you think no, there's no way, and then they do, and you're like, wow, right. okay, there's people out there like that
0: one of the most like widely accepted theories about child development is that isolation is destructive any form yes. of isolation whether that's whether that's you know voluntary or involuntary usually involuntary but there are mm-hmm. kids who are like reclusive and don't like they Which like keep to do for themselves makes me fearful for the kids that
1: were born or are growing up oh in God, developmental ages of covid
0: yeah and Terrified. and so they, they actually have um, – I think it's a niece's fourth grade teacher comments yes. on how, you know, she would come in after recess every day and cry because she yeah. didn't have friends. And Morgan saying in the interview, like, it's hard enough to make friends. And I just yeah. like, oh, my God. My heart just
1: – But what's crazy breaks. is the childhood friend was like, I had no clue Morgan was isolated. She told me yeah, a ton that of boys, is- like, turn a ton of friends this and a ton of friends that. So – It's maybe you know just the fact of trying to say you have friends when you don't type of thing to make yourself look cooler to girls that don't go to your school or something like that.
0: Yeah, kids will hide a lot of that, right? The same way Morgan hide her hid her hallucinations. So, yeah,
1: I am depressed. Yeah, like I'm just like (laughs) you know I need to go drink. So I know I
0: need to drink. I need I probably should work out before I'm going over to my friend's house for uh, he got a hibachi grill.
1: (laughs) So Shut the fuck up.
0: That (laughs) sounds so fun. (gasps) Yeah, Trevor got a hibachi grill. Oh, yeah. I'm going over to their house and Scarlett I say hi. Yeah, I will. He's going to well, he'll probably hear this. Hi, Trev. Hi, Trevor. Um, But he's going to yeah, he's going to make hibachi. And so I'm probably going to go for like a little quick little run before i leave because yes, i'm like absolutely. i need to like that'll be decompress. good get your endorphins going yeah so naturally um, i'm gonna continue listening to my audiobook that is also a crime thriller so no <laughs> it's great i
1: need i need um, to <laughs> get some nice pump-up music grace not like a, for fuck's sake and then i'm like why am i lines. so
0: anxious all the time literally yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, ghoul friends, we appreciate each and every one of you and are so thankful for you guys sticking with us for 20 episodes. Happy 20th, Grace. I mean, next (laughs) episode we can legally drink.
0: Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Except Mm -hmm. in Europe, we could drink four episodes ago. You know, what's up with that? Okay. Let's not get into the
1: rules of the world, but (laughs) Grace, where can they find us?
0: Okay. You can follow us on Instagram at where murder meets mystery. Um, I almost said (laughs) at gmail.com where murder meets mystery (laughs) on Instagram. And you can email us at where murder meets mystery at gmail.com and uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. But even if you're a Spotify person, you probably have an iPhone, not to generalize, but you probably do. So rate and review us on Apple Podcasts anyway
1: Yeah, because it really helps us out. It yeah. really does. Uh, we appreciate you guys and we love you, ghoul friends. And see you for episode 21.
0: 21. Oh, 21. <laughs> 21. We're going to be doing that 40,000 times. So. That's the
1: intro. We will
0: see you then. Love you. Bye.